You are listening to the Recovering Faith Podcast, an honest and non-judgmental discussion on faith in God and the doubts we often have, why it's sometimes difficult to trust God, and how we can know with a surety that He loves us. This show centers on strengthening and rebuilding our faith after loss, tragedy, or when coming to Christianity from a non-Christian or pseudo-Christian worldview. Now, here is your host, Gene Curl. Hello and welcome back to Recovering Faith Podcast. You may hear some loud noise in the background. That's probably just the thunder and there is absolutely nothing I can do about that. So I apologize in advance. And today's episode is going to be about trusting God when the plan doesn't really seem to make sense to us. Has there ever been a time in your life when you've had to do something and it, or was asked to do something and it really didn't make any sense? I think we've all had times like that at one point or another. And I remember one time uh, when my mother still lived in Idaho, I was building her a shed on her property. And my brother-in-law was going to help me to build it. Well, he's not much of a carpenter. So, obviously, I was coming up with the plan, and he was just kind of, um, you know, helping with provide muscle. And almost every step we'd go, he would say, this doesn't make any sense. This is never going to work. And I kept telling him, just trust me. It'll be okay. Just do what I say, and the shed will be fine. Well, after a couple days of this, We got to this point where he said, Oh, I see now. Now it makes sense. And I think a lot of times it's that way with us, with God's plan too. It doesn't make any sense, and we think there's no way it could possibly work out because it's not the way that we think it should be. And uh, I'm going to talk today about the Battle of Jericho. But I'm not going to go from the angle that most people go. Most of the time when you hear about Joshua and Jericho, you hear about about Rahab the prostitute, or you hear about, about the battle itself, or, you know, all these different kind of angles. But we're going to talk about the soldiers in Jericho's army. And I'm going to start off by, by reading Joshua 6. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horn in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times, with a priest blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpet, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the walls of the city will collapse, and the army will go up, everyone straight in. So Joshua the son of Nun called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, and have seven priests carry trumpets in front of it. And he ordered the army, Advance! March around the city with an armed guard going ahead of the ark of the Lord. When Joshua had spoken to the people, 
the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets before the Lord went forward, blowing their trumpets, and the ark of the, Lord, of, ark of the Lord's covenant followed them. The armed guard marched ahead of the priests and blew the trumpets, and the rear guard followed the ark. All this time the trumpets were sounding, but Joshua had commanded the army, Do not give a war cry, do not raise your voices, do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout. Then shout. So he had the ark of the Lord carried around the city, circling at once. Then the army returned to camp and spent the night there. Joshua got up early the next morning, and the priest took up the ark of the Lord. The seven priests, carrying the seven trumpets, went forward, marching before the ark of the Lord and blowing the trumpets. The armed men went ahead of them, and the rear guard followed the ark of the Lord, while the trumpets kept sounding. So on the second day they marched around the city once and returned to camp. They did this for six days. On the seventh day they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except that on that day they circled the city seven times, the seventh time around, when the priests sounded their trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. The city and all that is in it are to be devoted to the Lord. Only Rahab the prostitute and all who are with her in her house shall be spared, because she hid the spies when we went. Sorry, she hid the spies we sent. But keep away from the devoted things so that you will not bring about your own destruction by taking any of them. Otherwise, you will make the camp of Israel liable to the destruction and bring trouble on it. All the silver and the gold and the articles of bronze and iron are sacred to the Lord and must go into his treasury. When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted and the sound, at the, <clears throat> and the sound of the trumpet. When the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed. So everyone charged straight in and took the city. They devoted the city to the Lord and destroyed with the sword every living thing in it, men and women, young and old, cattle, sheep, and donkeys. Joshua said to the two men who had spied out the land, Go into the prostitute's house and bring her out and all who belonged to her in accordance with your oath to her. So the young man who had done the spying went in and brought out Rahab, her father and her mother, her brothers and sisters, and all who belonged to her. They brought out her entire family, and the men put in, a, put in a place outside the camp of Israel. Then they burned the whole city and everything in it, but they put the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron into the treasury of the Lord's house. But Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute with her family and all who belonged to her, because she hid the man Joshua had sent as spies to Jericho. And she lived among the Israelites to this day. At that time, Joshua pronounced this solemn oath, Cursed before the Lord is the one who undertakes to rebuild the city Jericho. At the cost of his firstborn son, he will lay its foundations. At the cost of his youngest, he will set up its gates. So the Lord was with, was with Joshua, and his fame spread throughout the land. And the thing, part that I'm going to get to with this story is, imagine for a moment that you were one of the priests, or even one of the soldiers, or even one of the women in camp. Now imagine this scenario. Joshua gets an army together, and he tells them they're going to go to Jericho. So they go to Jericho, and they march around the city. And then they say, we're going to take the city now? He's like, nope, we're going to go back to camp. 
And so they do that. And it might seem a little strange that first day. And they go home and go back to camp, and their wife says, so what did you do today? Did you sack the city? Nope, we just marched around the city and came back home. Then the next day, they go out, and they march around the city. After a while, it probably got to the point where when they came back to camp, and their wives would say, so what did you do today, hon? They'd say, I don't want to talk about it. And you'd have to imagine that this would be pretty frustrating for all of the people of Israel, but especially the soldiers. They're going out, they're told they were going to sack the city. They weren't told the whole plan. They were, and every day they go out and they think, okay, today's the day we're going to sack the city. And then they don't. And then the next day they think, well, maybe today we're going to sack the city. And then they don't. And then on the seventh day, they march around the city and they think, okay, we're going to go home now. And they're like, nope, we're going to march around it a second time and a third time, and a fourth time, and a fifth time, and a sixth time, and a seventh time. And the seventh time around, they were told to shout, and the walls came down. And at that point, they probably thought, oh, I see, it makes sense now. Or maybe it never did make sense to them. But I think the point is that they didn't really know what the plan was. They weren't told the plan. All they needed to know is that they needed to trust God. Because we don't have to know how God is going to work things out for us. We just have to trust that he is. And right now the world is an extremely crazy place. There's a lot of us who are out of jobs. Uh, There are a lot of people who have invested their entire life savings into a business. Some of the times it's a business that will never reopen. And we don't really know what's going to happen. The only... Oh, there's a train in the background. Sorry about that. And so... But we have to trust God that... That uh, regardless of how bad it seems and regardless of the fact that it doesn't seem to make sense to us, that God is sovereign and that everything will work out according to His will. And we just, we just have to trust God that, that he actually does have our back this whole time. And he does. Uh, God isn't just sitting up there and just, just uh, watching things take place and not having an active part in this world. Uh, God is still in control of this world. And we have to have faith that he is. So hang in there. Things will get better. Uh, one day we... We'll, uh, we will see what God's plan is and we'll say, oh yeah, I get it now. But until that point, we just need to have faith and trust God. So stick in there and um, be kind to others. Wash your hands and keep praying. Thanks for listening and I will catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Faith Podcast. Please rate and review this show and share it with your friends and family. You are loved.